Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on a Wednesday. That's right, Wednesday. Feels weird. Wednesday, October 19th, just, in fact, less than 24 hours before the LA Galaxy go in the biggest game of the season, the biggest game this year, LA Galaxy, and at LAFC in El Trafico in the playoffs. Only happened once before. LA Galaxy fans know what the result was. It's time for a little payback, probably. All right, we're going to talk about that game. We're going to get you set up for it, all right? Listen, we just did a show on Monday. We'll see how long we can go. We'll talk to you. We'll get your comments. We'll get your questions. We're going to get you ready for El Trafico in the playoffs, and it doesn't get bigger in Major League Soccer in the United States or in LA Galaxy Land this game coming up tomorrow. All right, a lot to get to. We have a wonderful person who's going to be helping me out. Miss Sophie DeCannon Nicolau is back with us once again. Soph, how are you doing? You wonderful person, you. <laughs> right back at you. You are the wonderful person. Thank you. Thank um, you. I have a bit of a leg injury, so different setup tonight. A, um, a little bit of my... a knock. A little bit of a knock. Yeah. Say. Yeah. 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 I'm an old lady now, so I've got my feet up um, and no glasses. So hopefully I can see your beautiful graphics. Yeah. I may have hindered myself here. <laughs> Uh, and listen, wonderful person, let me just tell the people of the corner of the galaxy universe that not only are you the host with the most and the Don of LA, but you also navigate and drive trains. And I had the pleasure, the absolute pleasure of being a passenger this weekend. And let me tell you people, hats off conductor. Oh, thank you. Driver. Thank you. Mr. Extraordinaire. You, it was so much fun. You were my absolute favorite passenger on the day. Uh, just, just so you know, and you got to go around twice. It was, it was great. I'm glad you had fun. We had a nice turnout on Sunday too. So you got to see it. Um, while we were towards the end of the day, it was still, still a nice day. It wasn't too hot. It was a good day. I'm glad you came out. I'm glad you had fun, but it is, it's a little bit of a hidden gem there, isn't it? Oh my gosh. It's such a great place. I'm actually thinking about having my birthday party there your next time. Your 25th birthday? My 25th. Okay. I'll invite the whole gang. We'll get Panda. We'll get the hammer in. Maybe Larry not on Twitter will make a, you know, an appearance at I, some point. We'll get the whole LA Galaxy press gang down. I think Sounds so. Sounds like fun. I think so. <laughs> well, um, this is, this is a, it was an exciting weekend. We, we transitioned quickly. The LA Galaxy beat Nashville, right? They do that. Now we transition into a 
Thursday night playoff extravaganza, you know, El Trafico, um, which it, it was funny because, you know, there were lots of LAFC fans and pundits, although with them, you sort of have to use like pundit when like super quotation marks because they're either employees of the club or um, or they're like into the cultish ways of the club. Um, <laughs> whenever you do it, they, they were like that name El Trafico is going to die. It's going to die, right? And they thought that they were going to be able to control the narrative on it. And they've been trying and squeezing that. And every chance they get, if you ever talk to any of them, they're like, oh, no, it's not El Trafico. It's the L.A. Derby. It's something else super stupid that we came up with that doesn't have the flair or the uniqueness or the like almost poking fun at Los Angeles. And only L.A. LA people can make fun of L.A., right? This is one of those things. Mm -hmm. it's It's like I can make fun of my house. If you come and make fun of my house, I'm going to we're going to have words, but I can make fun of my house. L.A. people, we can make fun of L.A. Anybody else, we might have words, but that they tried to kill this El Trafico thing. And I, I have to imagine that they sit there and just bang their heads against the desk <laughs> every time El Trafico comes around and like the major outlets pick it up and MLS picks it up and like Fox Sports is like, oh, El Trafico. And they have like big things and all this. And they got to be going, we, we got to work harder on changing that name. That's the important part. You know, uh, sometimes I think they've lost sight of the sun. Um, just in terms of what, what, what the overall goals are supposed to be. But um, this is pretty, it, it's pretty interesting oh. to, to see this whole, uh, this whole week sort of build up and then to understand not only a little short week, but a Thursday night game being played at the same time as the, as the Lakers and the Clippers played yeah. just down the road. It's, it's got a very L.A., Hollywood, must-see sort of uh, feeling yes. to it. And I'm sure MLS suits are just jumping up and down. We Listen, credit to... You know, both teams, they've given MLS the matchup of dreams, right? This is the ticket. This is the game that everyone wanted to see. This is the game that everybody cannot wait to see. I totally concur with you on the whole um, El Trafico thing. The fraud, you know, before that, people trying to nix it. It stayed. It's living. It's breathing. And let me tell you something. I'm not sure there's been a bigger sports night. I was actually thinking, is this a bigger playoff game than 2019? Yes. yes. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's... It seems there's more at stake, yet the stakes are the same. You it, know, beat your rival, get through, right? I, I, you know, I said this on Monday night. I, I feel like the, the, the Galaxy are in a better position here and not to like, you know, again, everybody, I'm sure I'll get criticized for this, but but should the Galaxy lose... The galaxy feel like they're on the upwards. They're they're climbing the lift hill of the roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like they've gotten to the top of the roller coaster and that now they're getting ready to coast down the other side, right? It doesn't feel like they're they've peaked as an organization. It feels like this year is almost like you're in bonus time right now. This was bonus mm-hmm. because this was a team that at one point was in ninth place and like fifteenth in the you know in the Western Conference or fifteenth in the uh, in the Supporters Shield, and you sat there and said, well, this team's not going to the playoffs. Right. I mean, I've been joking, but I feel like LA Galaxy fans have been having to cancel plans because they're like, well, I didn't really expect to be in the playoffs, <laughs> you know, playoffs. Yeah. Um, so so whenever you so so when you take it, it feels like the Galaxy are like this. Now, the other the, the flip side of that is LAFC is a team that has won the supporter shield. It's a team that has won a total of one playoff game. It was against the LA Galaxy. But in all of their times, with all of their success that they have had, they haven't captured the ultimate tournament. And that's why you get people saying stupid things like, oh, I think MLS Cup and Supporter Shield are the same. It's like, please stop. No. And I, it's just, it's, 
it's a, and if they let, let's say LAFC wins a, an MLS Cup, right? They're going to change their mind. Oh no, MLS Cup is the best thing. Well, yeah, of course, yes. that's what everybody has been saying, right? So there's this understanding, there's this sort of build, but I feel like LAFC is already starting to go over that waterfall. So right, they're already up at the top. They're getting ready to splash mountain, right? They're getting ready to go into the into the Brewer patch, okay? And it feels like the Galaxy are still on that upward swing, and so mm-hmm. seeing all that and understanding that puts this in such a different window for me and a different perspective. And I've always said that the results or, or the, the form of the teams doesn't matter in an El Trafico. That was mostly to hide the fact that the LA Galaxy have been crap for years and somehow come into El Trafico and win them. I don't know mm-hmm. what an in-form LA Galaxy team and an out-of-form LAFC team, I don't know what that means for results. We've never seen that before. All right. right. And so this is it it's really is a paradigm shift in both I think the results of what's going to happen, the build up to it and maybe the desperation from both teams because I think LAFC is desperate to shake this I, they can't win championships thing, right? And I think the LA Galaxy are desperate to shake this we can't make the playoffs and we're not a good team thing. Both of these guys clawing for like the top of this mountain makes it more urgent than maybe it has ever been for either team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I completely concur with that. There's, it feels like there's a lot more at stake. And you're right about the the moment, right? It's like what Greg said in the presser after Nashville. I'd rather be us having played a playoff game and soaked up the atmosphere in the moment and got a win under our belt than be off for 10 days right. and come in maybe a little bit colder. That bye week, I've always wondered about that. This I, I said the last time I was on, it reminds me of the New York Giants when they beat the Patriots. I mean, they beat them twice, but that first year, they were so off in... I mean, Michael Strahan talks about it all the time. They, were, they didn't have a great season, but they got a little hot towards the end, had to go on the road, and they won every game, get to the Super Bowl, and, you know, they win it. And it feels like um, LA Galaxy have that in them a little bit, Josh. You know, that unpredictability, but they've hit form like the Giants did at the right time. And uh, I think that's I think that's evident. I mean, they've been playing a lot better. They're much more cohesive than new signings. The way they've gelled, they're finding, you know, they've found their feet, their groove. Um, and, you know, they've been able to, you know, win a little bit ugly as well, which I think is important in the playoffs. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and all that stuff uh, sort of comes together. I wanted to give uh, Sergio a little shout out for a $5 super chat. Thank you for that, Sergio. Uh, what the gave us a $2 super chat and said, Julian Araujo guaranteed the three points tomorrow. All right. Araujo just throwing down the gauntlet saying, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's coming. Uh, so I, I just it's it's really it's such an interesting. I don't know. This is where it gets a little scary, I think, for Galaxy fans. I think I mentioned this on Monday, too. So but it gets a little scary for Galaxy fans. I don't know that I have ever had more confidence in the LA Galaxy going into an El Trafico. And I'm not sure the LA Galaxy have ever had more confidence going into an El Trafico. And having said all of that, how does that play out on the field uh, you know, tomorrow night, basically. We're recording on Wednesday night. It is, like I said, literally less than 24 hours. I mean, you know, the game's supposed to kick off at 725. Let's give you the exact kickoff because we have to correct what was out on Monday. Uh, Bank of California Stadium, October 20th. That's Thursday. That's tomorrow. 7 p.m. is your TV time. 725 p.m. is your kickoff time. The game on FS1 and Fox Deportes are where you're going to find that. Now, a little interesting on the TV coverage. Stu Holden is in Auckland, New Zealand for the Women's World Cup draw. 
right? So he's not going to be in the booth with John Strong, but LA Galaxy fans, you know, there is one guy who I'm sure you would love to have in the booth uh, with John Strong uh, on this one. And I'm sure it makes LAFC fans just furious because I can only imagine what it would do on the other side. But Mr. Landon Donovan, uh, LA Galaxy legend has a statue out in front in front of uh, in front of the stadium in Legends Plaza, where some of you will probably be watching at the watch party. That Mr. Landon Donovan will be your match analyst with John Strong on the play by play. So that sort of sets up your TV and everything fun that sort of goes into that. Um, I, I don't know. Landon, hey. <laughs> I I mean, listen, I generally don't believe that Landon is like the best play by play guy, um, <laughs> but I find him really interesting whenever he talks. Some people find him boring, but for me, having covered him for long enough, I sort of I guess I can I read the emotions into what he's saying. So he doesn't necessarily have to have the emotions. If you just listen to what he's saying, you can usually figure out where it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Landon Donovan on, on that was going to be uh, be pretty interesting. Um, and I think it's just a fun little. Fun little thing. Listen, that's advantage galaxy there. If you want to talk about like where you're winning, where you're losing and stuff like that, that's it. That's advantage. Now, where you're losing is that Alan Chapman is going to be the referee. Um, and he was I think he was the referee for the RSL game, the 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 one one draw. And he generally has a disdain for Chicharito. And I imagine that that will show um, against LAFC. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's pluses and minuses. But what you were we were there for the Nashville game. You were you were at mm. the stadium. I was there. What did you see in this team just in the playoffs and getting the taste of the playoffs that uh, that they did against Nashville? You know, I think the most important thing and takeaway was that they seemed prepared and up for it. They were ready for the moment. And LA Galaxy haven't been ready for the moment a lot this season. And it it just felt like a lot of the times in some of those negative moments, um, throughout this year they've played as they were playing as individuals and the last what eight nine games maybe a few more you can correct me if I'm wrong it just seems like especially since Ricky came Mm. it took a while to gel that but they seem to be playing like a team they're playing in units they're harmonious uh they're helping each other they're hustling uh they also have that quick passing that break I mean it just all felt like it came together And what I like is that they don't crumble under adversity like they were earlier on in the season. And that was massive because heads could have gone down after Chicharito's goal was disallowed. They stick with the game. They stick to the game plan. I thought Greg managed that game brilliantly, made his substitutions at the right time. And, you know, they hushed an MVP candidate. Big time. Yeah. And I thought that was indicative. I thought that was massive. I thought that was huge because he's been great this season. Yeah, he has been. Hanny Mukhtar has been absolutely outstanding in the Galaxy. As we talked about on Monday, marked him out of the game. I mean, he was MIA for that game for the most part. That, and same with Teal Bumbury, who's a very good, experienced striker um, who was brought in there to. to he bought some. <laughs> Dirty play with him. He was very clever. Very clever. I, I think um, that's what you ex- that's why you put in the veteran. Now, I said they made a mistake by starting Bumbury and not going with Dax McCarty in the midfield and letting Dax try to create against Ricky, who doesn't necessarily play defense. And I think McCarty could have had, um, you know, some more success in there. And in fact, when Dax McCarty came on in that game, I thought they, they suddenly turned into a, a little more dangerous team. Um, but, but at that point, they were already losing. Um I, I, I am, was actually worried when CJ came on. Oh, CJ Sapong? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they they actually improved when he came on. I thought they played better. And that's when the pressure really kind of increased. But 
again, they were able to be resilient. And that's another, I think that's another good word um, to use for this particular side, especially in that game. They showed resiliency. Um, Arsenal had that against Leeds. It was like this whole dialogue about was it luck or was it resilience? And I think it's a mix of both. You know, the rubber, the green works your way. You know, you'll take that onto the next game. Yeah, I was going to say at this point, lucky is lucky will outpace good at any point. Yes. I mean, you're, you're in a tournament. If I if I may, you are two wins away. Any of these teams. So first of all, there's only eight teams left in all Major League Soccer. That means 20 other teams have already started their offseason. All right. So if you had the LA Galaxy be one of the last eight teams in Major League Soccer this year, congratulations. I did. But I wanted to know if you guys did right. Then congratulations. You guessed correctly. Um, I've already said that my guess was wildly inappropriate at the time, but makes more sense now. So I'll, I'll take the lucky either than good any day anyway. Uh, anyway, um, but you, you know, you sort of have to decide if 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 how good that is in the overall scheme of things. But now you're in tournament play. Now you're in a different way. It's win or go home. It's the second must-win game of the entire season, right? The Galaxy are already mm-hmm. played one. They played against Nashville. They won. And they get to keep going. It's do or die against LAFC. The crazy thing is you're two wins away from an MLS Cup in terms of getting to the MLS Cup final, right? You're three wins away from hoisting a cup. That's it. Now, again, the Galaxy are going to try to do something they haven't done all year. And maybe this goes against them. Maybe this is the impossible. Maybe this is why you bump up against the wall here. They're trying to win three in a row. They haven't won three in a row under Greg Vanny. All right. So you have the Houston game. Right. And then you have the uh, the Nashville game. And now you're going to have the LAFC game. That's three wins in a row. If the Galaxy hoist an MLS Cup, Right. What do they have to finish with six wins? Because you're two wins away from a final. So that's four and five. And then if you win it, it's six. You would have to finish with six wins in a row. Now, any team that gets to MLS Cup finals in this single elimination tournament has to win four games. Right. Unless you're one Mm -hmm. of the teams that buys in, then you only have to you only have to win three. Right. Right. So there has to be some element. Somebody's going to do it. It's like U.S. Open Cup. Somebody's going to win every single game in the U.S. Open Cup and end up as the finalist. Right. Orlando was this year. When you look at how the schedule lines up for the Galaxy, the LAFC um, matchup is not a horrible one. From they don't have to go anywhere; they're basically at home. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, so things again, like the U.S. Open Cup and like the things sort of lined up for the LA Galaxy, I feel like this these playoffs also could line up for the LA Galaxy. But if you had the LA Galaxy as one of the last eight teams with twenty other teams figuring out what their golfing plans are this weekend, right? Then you know, that's not a horrible season in a lot of ways. And the Galaxy have gotten hot at the right time. I don't know what yeah. all of that means, however, going into an El Trafico where the Galaxy have never been good or probably favored. Uh, you could say coin flip for the very first El Trafico. And outside of that, I don't think I've ever had the Galaxy quote as a favorite. And by the way, Vegas says this is so not a favorite. Vegas says LAFC will run away with this game. Yeah. Um, and and they just haven't taken into account the the recent form, which are these two teams are in completely opposite, you know, hemispheres whenever it comes mm-hmm. to playing well and not playing well. I think that's exactly how Greg and the team want it. They like being the underdog in this matchup. Again, in the presser, Javier didn't want to talk about um, the LAFC game. He just wanted to soak up the win against Nashville, enjoy the moment. And then, you know, we'll get to training and we'll start thinking about them, you know, later. And I don't know if this has been happening for these last few games, but most coaches will tell you they just they go one game at a time. Right. Right. Uh, Whereas we look ahead and, you know, there's so many people in chat who are super nervous. There's a lot of L.A. Galaxy fans who are nervous. This is the time. This is the moment. 
But I think they've handled their one game at a time very, very well. And I don't think they they mind being told they've got no chance. I don't mind. Again, I don't. I know I reference Arsenal a lot, but this is what's happened to Arsenal. Everyone's underestimated them. It's because of the PTSD from the last two, three, four seasons. With Arsenal, you could go 10. LA Galaxy, it's been, what, two and a half seasons of, you know, rough times. And so right. they can't really enjoy it and embrace it, but they're really embracing the underdog vibe. And I think the fans and the team and the manager are aligned in that. Is that fair? Do you think that's fair? Yes, I do think. I do think that everybody's... I, I feel like the LA Galaxy are a reflection of Greg Vanny, first of all. I mean... Mm. I think we've seen that, and I think sometimes people are upset by that, that they're so much a reflection of their coach, but they are very much built in and and of the image of Greg Vanny in terms of how he likes to coach. The Galaxy have bought in 100% in terms of how he wants to play. Um, so, and but I think every good team is built in the image of the manager. It has to, I mean, and for a certain point, it sort of has to be for everything to click, right? I mean, mm-hmm. let's set aside for the fact that the Galaxy have been super crap for years. Um and and just talk about that when things come together, it's such you things really do fly under a lucky star, right? There's work and I don't want to discount work. OK, but injuries could derail this team, right? You could have personalities that maybe just don't mesh, right? Like the whole deal, like whenever Costa came in, it doesn't seem like he wanted to fit into this team. And now he wants to fit into this team, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's he couldn't physically fit into the team and now he physically can fit into the team. So there's all these little things that can derail you and the path to a championship. Speaking of somebody who's covered the LA Galaxy in 2011, 2012 and 2014. um, And I can tell you what those locker rooms were were like and I can tell you what like the mentalities were like. And I know the personalities really well from all of those teams that you have to sort of sail under this lucky star. And yes, lucky is is I think almost uh, like a derogatory term because it's so not um, it's so unfair to say you just get lucky, but championships mm-hmm. are one on luck. You have to be a really good team, but you need that little bit of extra. Maybe you just believe a little bit harder. It's that extra one, one and a half percent that gets you sort of into the best mm-hmm. positions and into winning. And so the galaxy are sailing under a lucky start right now. And you're, if you don't reach out and grab that and take that opportunity, uh, I'm here to tell you it goes away. And there's no guarantee that you're going to be back there next year. And it's no guarantee that the no. Galaxy are going to be get better next year. Right. There's there's assumptions, but there's no guarantee the Galaxy are going to get better next year. So no. now now is the time. It's a moment thing. Grab it and, and mm-hmm. take it. How long ago? Because my memory sometimes, you know, old lady. How long ago was the El Trafico game at LA Galaxy where it ended? Like it was the most balmy game. It went to VAR. And then, you know, and then LAFC scored and then LA Galaxy scored. That was when? That was in, this year. Yeah, this was. Uh, yeah. That, it, mo- that was It was in the early in the year. No, it was early. I think it was like no. May, March, April, May, right. May, May, I think May. But even that game, right, you can look there. There are moments in a season where you that you can pick out. Uh, and then, of course, on the run, you get the, like I said, the rub of the green a little bit, and luck comes into it big time. It's a huge part of sports. It really is. You, you, you the better you are, the luckier you get as well. By the way, yeah. in my in my humble opinion, absolutely, hundred percent. April 9th, by the way, April. So early April, February. The game, the, the the league literally started in February, the last weekend in February, and then it went to April. 
uh, and the, the Galaxy played. It was the, let's see, one, two, three, four, fifth game of the season for the LA Galaxy. So oh, it was early, huh? Didn't it, think it was that early, but well, that game was in that game was crazy, right? Crazy, yeah, that yeah, was a crazy it, game. It, it felt that way. Well, I mean, and the other thing is, like, we can go back and look at the the last game that the LA Galaxy played against LAFC and the loss that they suffered at Bank of California Stadium, and you can sort of sit there and say, okay, you know, let's look at the let's sort of look at how the Galaxy were lining up, and it's like you look at that, and this isn't even the same sort of lineup in terms of how the galaxy would line up now more in a four, three, three, right? So there's, there's just all these little changes and all these little things that are happening. And the one thing I sort of wanted to go back to was the playoff loss, right? Because LA galaxy played LAFC in 2019 beat Minnesota on the road. Uh, if you remember in the first round and then went to the mm-hmm. Western conference semifinals with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, his last game as an LA galaxy player playing in this one. Um, listen to the, to the lineup for that game. Um, and this is the five, three loss in the, in the playoffs. Uh, this is, you know, David Bingham, Perry kitchen, Diego Polenta, Dave Romney, Daniel Starez, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, Slatan Ibrahimovic, Christian Pavone, Sebastian Legette, Oriola Antuna, and Giancarlo Gonzalez. It's, it's not a horrible lineup whenever you're, is that a better team, Josh? Is that a better team than this, this, this team? It is not a better team. They had a lot of talent. That team had a lot of talent. You can't deny that that team had a lot of talent. Um, it just and it, to me, it just they never played as a team, right? They were never mm. they were never on that edge of being like this great team that can do a lot of things. I mean, you know, Pipo Gonzalez in there. Um, he's a great talent. He never played well for the LA Galaxy, but he has a lot of talent. I mean, you're talking about uh, Perry Kitchen, who who I'm always a big fan of. I really like Perry Kitchen, Diego Polenta. Um, you know, Romney and Starez in there. I'm still a fan of Romney and Starez, and I know people would roll their eyes. That's okay. I don't, I don't yeah, care. they want to hear that. Yep. Jonathan <laughs> Dos Santos, um, you know, and there we can say everything you want about Jonathan Dos Santos. In some games, he was really good. In some games, he wasn't. Um, you know, this was one of the games I thought he was pretty good in. It wasn't horrible. Zlatan Ibrahimovic had a goal. Um, who were the goal scorers? Let's see. I wrote them down. Uh, Pavone, Zlatan, and uh, Rolf Felcher. Uh, that, wow. Those, those were your goal scorers, right? And so I was at that game. Yep. Yeah, I think I, that was a cr- I think that was, I was a crazy that. game. You were you were up in the press box and me and Larry not on Twitter. We ended up by, um, you know, the crazy gang, oh, uh, three, right. two, five, two. And and we were because there were so many people. Right. The press box was exploding and, and we were right in the heart of it. And I mean, Zlatan was so good in that game. I mean, he there was a moment where I thought, oh, gosh, they're going to pull it off. Right. This is this is happening. And then it was just a little bit too much. It was for too, that team. It was too defensively. open. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just, you know, too much. It is uh, it again. It was it was a little too open. And, and I think you're going to see the same thing. I, I thought the really interesting thing going back and just sort of looking at some of the stats were, though, that the Galaxy had almost 60 percent possession in both of these games. Um, you know, 56%, 58% possession in both of the games. Those are both losses. One is the playoff game. One is the last El Trafico game that got played at Bank of California Stadium. But they tend to have possession even wherever they play LAFC. And so this leads me into, you know, more stuff of focusing on transitions. Um, this mm-hmm. is going to be a game of transitions. It's going to be where the Galaxy lose the ball and how LAFC take advantage of that. And if the Galaxy, Greg Vanny was talking today, uh, was saying, you know, a lot of this is going to be discipline. Right. It's going to ha- you're going to have to be disciplined about, you know, uh, about how you play, where you position, where you mark all these things. 
it has to be about discipline. And that's hard in a game that's going to be as emotionally uh, uprising as as you'd expect this game to be. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you say you start a normal game at an eight or a nine, uh, just in terms of hype and, and emotions and everything else. And we talk about the Galaxy being an emotion team, right? A team that really base plays, wears their heart on their sleeve and, you know, plays plays and reacts to that all the time. Um, if you're talking about that, then uh, I think that this game, you, they probably start out at the 12. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's like 12 of 10. That's how they're feeling right now. It's 12 of 10. I'll tell you what they can't do, Josh. Is this happened especially in the first half against Nashville? At some moments in the game, there were Grand Canyon-like holes on the flanks, in particular on Raheem's side, right? And this is the discipline is going to have to be the greatest discipline they've ever had because also you know LAFC going to look for the foul. Um, you know, we know how they like to play there. There's no hidden secret with how this team like to play. They're high octane, you know, they'll press and they have speed and they can break so quickly. And so I think on those flanks, they've got to be so tight and so careful. I actually think that's where the game will be won and lost. Because I trust I trust Gaston and I trust Delgado and Ricky, but I think the the weakest spot against this this lot is going to be on those flanks. That's where the space is. It's funny because you know you can also mm-hmm. say that these two midfields are really it's like a battle of like big midfields, right? Coming in and and sort of battling up against each other, um, and you can see that you can understand why why somebody would say that. Um, but they almost it almost feels like they cancel each other out a little bit, right? And so that's where you mm-hmm. get into where is the space going to be? Well, the space is probably going to be on the flanks, right? And LAFC probably plays a little bit narrower than the Galaxy play, just a little bit. They play maybe just inside, just a little bit. Um, yeah. And and so... They do love going down that middle. There's no doubt about that. They love to go, you know, take, take, this, take it right through. And then, you know, then once they're in that final third, that's where the flanks come in a lot more. But still... They, they, that discipline's got to be there. Yeah, I need to go back and get some super chats here. Uh, what they gave us a two dollar super chat saying says knowing Landon Donovan, he's probably an LAFC fan. Noting, of course, that Landon has switched teams so many different times uh, in so many different ways. Uh, Tony gave us a ten dollar super chat. We appreciate that. Uh, Five dollar uh, super chat from uh, Lucian. Lucian. Uh, last time Cabral had a great game was the last sixteen Open Cup match versus LAFC. Another Cabral master pl- masterclass incoming. Man, oh, by the way, I like that some people took my my hints. Thank you for all of those super chats. Appreciate it. I like the people take my chance. I have seen people tweeting at Kevin Cabral, telling him what a masterful king he is, um, and how he's the, he's he's got it that they're all behind him. I like that they just they they took that advice and they're like, listen, you know, Greg Vanny even talked about it today. Uh, he was they, asked he, today. Yeah, he was asked today about what he thought about people booing Kevin Cabral. He goes, he go, and he was sort of like, I get it because I, you know, I we know he doesn't finish the chances that he has. Like we know that, but he still. Again, my argument on uh, the Nashville game is Greg put him in to do exactly what he did, right? And Greg also says something that I'm a big believer of. That I say, how come every time Cabral comes in, he always gets breakaways? And it's like Greg says. He create the chances that he gets on the end of on those are chances the galaxy don't create without him being yeah. there, you know. And so it's like it's this weird paradox where he's going to create the chances. It's great if you're up a goal, by the way. He's going to create these chances and he's going to flub the finish. 
but he's at least going to create the chances. He's at least going to take pressure off the defense. He's at least going to take the ball into a place and get behind the defense and make when they don't want to run at the end of a game, which is why he put them in against Nashville. When Nashville defense doesn't want to run anymore, Kevin Cabral is going to make him run. Not saying it's DP worthy. I'm not saying it should be acceptable from a professional football player. None of that stuff is what I'm saying. And I'm not saying I'm a Cabral fan, right? I, I, Part of me really wants to see him succeed so, so much. I just, I, I do because I want to see all players succeed that I cover because I like to see what it does to them, how it opens them up and all that. I don't expect that from him. But uh, when your coach has to talk about how your player got booed in a playoff game before he came on the field, again, I'm kind of okay if you want to boo him after he does something stupid. That I understand. But before he comes on the field, your coach has to address that. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Here's the scoop, though. They've played so much better without him. Right. Once they shifted to Grancier and to Douglas, uh, uh, Douglas, however you like to call him, uh, Costa, uh, the team just, you know, kind of I thought were just more effective, faster uh, and finishing chances, chances, finishing their dinner. Has he deserved the booze? Yes, 100%. But is it advisable to boo your own player in a playoff game? No. I don't think the 200-plus LA Galaxy fans will be doing that. Right. And I think if, if LA Galaxy were playing at home, that wouldn't, be, that wouldn't be happening. But, you know, he's been a hot mess. But you're right. In a game where there's going to be tied legs at the end of this season, not only do they have Cabral to come on, but also number 99 can come on and wreak a little bit of havoc and run at them as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Dayon Jovalich is praying in the offseason that one, Greg Vanny thinks that he's a starter, um, which I don't know if he, I, I, if I'm Greg, I'm not sure I make that decision. Um, but two, that they get somebody who can pass him the ball better than Kevin Cabral. I mean, Dayon must have like nightmares of Kevin Cabral. Um, they might have I mean, to even in the them. Nashville game, there were a couple of opportunities and you're kind of like, come on pass the ball or shoot the know, ball just, or shoot the ball or shoot the ball but or let's, shoot the ball. let's be yeah. very clear no matter what kevin cabral does if it doesn't end in a goal he made the wrong decision by the fans by now because he hasn't earned anything other than that and i i get that yeah. uh five dollars super chat from what that says cabral will have such a game tomorrow arsenal are going to sign him that's how that's how big <laughs> <is>. <laughs> i love that <laughs> <laughs> and then in our chat room cabral's dad <laughs> Uh, Cabral's dad, obviously, in our chat room, as you would expect. Yeah. Uh, Cabral's like dad Cabral's says, dad. can people just be nice to my son? $2 super chat. Well, it wasn't more, worth more than a $2 super chat. I just I just wanted to uh, just make it $5 and I'll say something nice about Cabral. How about them apples? There we go. I love it. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's that. Now, the level of pettiness that is shown between these two clubs at this juncture mm-hmm. goes off the chart in the playoffs. It is, and I'm going to say this very, very clearly. Uh, do I think it's more one-sided? Yes, I do. Uh, will I say it's probably both? Yes, there's definitely both, and you could think that there's both things. Both sides are being petty in some way or some others. Again, I think it's more than one, but we'll let's just call it even. So that way, we can everybody won't just you know come in like try to like begin my mentions and all that stuff. Let's call. It, let's say they're both being as petty as each other in these situations. LAFC, LA Galaxy, the pettiest of clubs whenever it gets to any time they play there's always little slights and little digs and little things that happen (laughs) i hate it as an adult human being that lives on earth and understands that this is a business a sports business and who has been treated so kindly 
by other teams whenever I go visit. Like if I go up to San Jose, they've always been so nice to me. They always check in on me, ask me how I'm doing, stop and talk to me. Oh, just the nicest people always give me a seat whenever I go up and cover those games. Not a problem, right? All those things. The pettiness makes me want to go like back, take everybody back to high school and teach everybody manners again. Like I don't, <laughs> it drives me insane and up the wall. And then there's a whole bunch of different examples of this. The biggest one was one that I tweeted about this morning, which was that in, and I'm going to use generalizations. Do I have absolutely every ticket count ever? No, I don't. And do I think maybe there's some good reasons behind some of this? Possibly and perhaps. But in most El Traficos, whenever LAFC comes to the LA Galaxy or LA Galaxy goes to LAFC, there is an understanding that they're going to try to get a certain number of supporters in, usually around 600. Right. And they open up two sections and they do all these things. Well, in this particular case in the playoffs, LAFC said, no, you're only getting one section. Right. So it was going to be 600. And the LA Galaxy were expecting that it was going to be 600 because it's been 600 in most of the games that they played. Um, and then LAFC said, no, you get 285. Right. So one section, I believe it's 217, which is the far, far section mm -hmm. up in the corner, which is. Uh, yeah. The top, right? Tippy top of the corner. Right. So they've decided that, no, you're only going to get this many. Now, um, there's there's two little side notes on this. Those tickets that were in that second supporter section may have been part of some playoff packages that they sold before they knew that the LA Galaxy were coming. And if it's true that in normal cases that uh, some of the support to the away sport only gets one section whenever they're there, mostly because who else is going to travel as many people as the LA Galaxy, right? So one section is usually... There probably should have been some anticipation that the Galaxy were going to be there. And it's not like not you, even LAFC thought they'd make the playoffs. You know, exactly. Right. I mean, certainly to some, some extent. Right. And um, so the bottom line is that where it would have been 600, it's now 285. OK, which is a significant number that wasn't there. And then the tickets that were in that section, you would say, oh, well, they probably went at some LAFC fans. And, you know, you're trying to if you're a home supporter, you're trying to make sure that it goes to your your people. Right. And th I understand that that whole cost. But at least from from what I've been told or what I've heard is LAFC sold those tickets to a broker. So then the broker went and put those basically on the secondary market to scam everybody out of like, you know, hundreds of dollars, because I imagine that all those seats go for a whole bunch. So. Oh, yeah. in, in my opinion, if I was, uh, you know, somebody who was was a supporter of a club and saw that my club sold a whole bunch of t tickets that could have been available to, you know, regular fans and the whole deal to a, a a a not a scalper, but, you know, a broker of tickets. Right. To me, that's sort of like, oh, so you don't we don't get to you don't get them to our guys. Mm -hmm. It's just going to go. And L.A. Galaxy fans probably could buy some of those tickets that were out there. But I'm sure they're well above face value at this time. Right. And the whole deal. So that doesn't make any sense to me if that, you know, uh, judging a uh, judging that said, let's just say that's true. Right. And I've talked to a whole bunch of people about it. Right. And this people have some good arguments. Maybe LAFC sold those tickets before they knew the LA Galaxy were playing. OK, well, you also could have just held the section open. It's not like you weren't going to sell the seats at the last minute anyway. Like as soon as you knew the Galaxy were coming, you would be like, OK, they're coming in. Now, that would take forethought and you'd have to plan for that and all that stuff. And so maybe they didn't want to do that. But then to not just make sure those tickets go to LAFC fans, to me, seems like um, it's, it's, I don't know, that's a, it's a misstep. It doesn't seem like it was right. Um, so, yeah. This is, this is a rivalry where they try to one up on each other with the catering, you know, in the press boxes. Where, I mean, where, this, the, where, the, not, post not... where the post game is going to be held, right? Yeah. 
Oh, gosh. I mean, this doesn't surprise me at all. And what's the truth, do you really think? What do you think? Do you think they they released these? Do we know for a fact? I know you just kind of touched on it, but did they do we know if they released these tickets prior to the result against? There's probably a chance because you sell tickets beforehand. Right. So I would think that that's a reasonable argument right now. Did you did you did you not release those again? Was there no forethought in that? And is it simply that you're like, you know what? We don't care. We're just not going to give you 600. Maybe that's it. Maybe they just, again, maybe it wants to be pettiness. And MLS only mandates such a small amount that it's not like MLS is going to stick in here. But bottom line is that we know the spectacle of that stadium is better if there's 600 LA Galaxy fans up in the corner. Oh, for sure. It's a big difference. There's a massive difference between 600 plus and 200 plus. Right. In yeah. that stadium, especially. Yeah, I mean, it's like twenty percent of the stadium was six hundred people, right? Because it's not that big. I mean, I've, well, we've been there when LA Galaxy have had that whole section, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. Uh, of course, when you're when you're the away team, it's not you're not going to make the same noise. But I tell you, they've been noisy. Right. Uh, I I think this just adds another layer to LA Galaxy pinning stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I think even for the players must know that there's only going to be like they they all they read this stuff they know I mean maybe they're in a bubble I don't know but I just think it's another thing for everyone to pin you know and the pettiness goes back to I think on the LA Galaxy side it's improved a little bit since there's been a change in the the PR um, right. department right uh, but LAFC I get it in the sense that and I'm not defending anybody here but. They're so desperate to win MLS Cup. They are absolutely desperate to put that one star on the shirt. And it spills over. It spills over, Josh, into every facet of that club. You know, they want to be better at the marketing. They want to be better at the PR. They want better catering. They want to be numero uno. You know, they've gotten themselves to the point where, as a club, if they were sold, they're more valuable than some of the bottom three Premier League teams. I mean, they're their goal was dominance from the start and they've not been able to overcome LA galaxy, even in their darkest days when they've been on their knees. Yeah. So this is like a, this is a, a holistic, you know, is that the right word? A holistic, holistic? No. Like, like a um, holistic approach. Like, like turnkey. It, yeah. yeah. It's every facet of that club. And it goes to, to moments like this as well, where something like selling tickets, and jipping the LA Galaxy fans uh, by what four hundred plus tickets? Yeah, and, and again, the, it, it just it just it. it just feels so petty. Everything feels so small. Everything like you know, it just it just it's just constant. Again, as a, as an adult that I claim to be uh, on on occasion, uh, it just it makes me uncomfortable. Like the whole thing. Uh, by the way, Christian Miles was in the chat room for a little bit. So I, hey, Christian, how's it hey, going, buddy? Christian. Good to see you. Um, we love Christian. Laura does ask. But they they have their superior. Right. Mm -hmm. In the sense of perception in Mm. MLS. Right. Right now. Yeah, for sure. In 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 success terms, they're inferior to LA Galaxy. And that inferiority complex carries through in every at every level of of the club. Yeah. I mean, their biggest win against the LA Galaxy was the playoff game that they beat the LA Mm -hmm. Galaxy in. And then Seattle stomped them out of the playoffs the next time that the LAFC during the time that they have been the most dominant one of the certainly the most dominant team in major league soccer right because they have been yes. for the last you know and you you can throw away last year whenever they missed the playoffs but the year before that um 
you know, if you just throw out that, they've been one of the most dominant teams in Major League Soccer. That being said, they've won a single playoff game during that time. In that same span, the LA Galaxy have won two playoff games and been super crap, as I've been saying for the for this entire show. Mm-hmm. It, it, it hasn't ever matched up. It hasn't ever lined up. Um, by the way, Laura asked, I think, one of the best questions for you. Um, Laura says, question for Soapy, which catering do you prefer, LAFC or <laughs> LA Galaxy? Uh, can I, let me before you answer. I'm generally not a huge fan of the LA Galaxy's catering. Like, there's some things that are okay, all right, but it's a lot of that, you know, that Levy or Levi restaurants stuff, and mm-hmm. you can you can keep most of it. That's why I get pupusas a lot. Um, so that way, I don't. So, um, if you picked LAFC, I would, I you know, I would, I wouldn't understand. The breakfast at the weekend, the eggs were really good, okay. by the way. I, I, I enjoyed I the like eggs. Them. I don't like them. And if you, I mean, when when there's enchiladas, just don't run into Scott French because he's literally carrying a mountain of uh, of plates and juggling. Right. Uh, I think LA Galaxy have upped the game a little. And LAFC's was amazing, but dipped after the pandemic. Um, but I guess, you know, budgets for everyone were a little tighter. But LA Galaxy have upped the game a little. But overall, the snacks at LAFC at halftime are absolutely spot on. There you, you go. know, they get the popcorn cups out and they get they get the whole thing. They get the whole thing rolling. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, Although the cookie delivery was fun I the did, other day. I, I Those cookies were absolutely delicious. Not only were they pretty... What? But they were so mm. good, and I ate them all like in one sitting. I was like, "Oh, let me have another one." Mm, let me. Ha- I, I'm a- I still have some. I should have shown the the my you know done my Vanna White moment. But I t- missed that opportunity. I took a picture with. I took a picture of them. I haven't posted. Mine came like a day late because I live so far away. So, Mine too. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because you're you're down near me. Um, one of the things you have to watch this weekend is going to be an interesting one. I said that there's no yellow card accumulation after we were talking about it at the end of the season. I was correct. There is no yellow card accumulation that takes that carries over into the playoffs. Everything gets reset, but there is yellow card accumulation during the playoffs. There always has been. Um, And so basically it's if you get two yellow cards in the first two rounds, you'll miss the conference final round. Right. And so there are two L.A. Galaxy players, Julian Araujo. Um, and Gaston Brugman, who are both on yellow cards. So they are oh on yellow card watch. Should they get a yellow card and then the LA Galaxy advance, they would miss the Western Conference final. So it's something to watch. Now, you and I were talking about it a little bit beforehand. And what mm-hmm. are your thoughts just in general on that? Do you, do you, what would you tell Julian Araujo? You're Greg Vanny. What would you tell Julian Araujo and Gaston Brugman? They're starting. They're going to play. Do you tell them to be careful about yellow cards? No, don't put it in their head. Don't put anything unnecessary in their head. Let them play the game. And if something like that happens, it's part of the game. This is where I just don't understand the rules of football. It is so silly. Yes. So silly. Yes. In in tournaments, whether it's Copa America, the World Cup, the Euros, um, Gold Cup, whatever it is, at this point when it gets to a playoff or a knockout phase, just let's go, let's just do away with that. You're not because it could ruin the end product. MLS want a good product. Right. And I just find this rule to be completely useless. I've always hated it. Uh, you know, and I just don't like it. So I think Greg doesn't he's gonna tell everyone to be careful because LAFC are gonna try and entrap players. Right. And this is what players do. LA Galaxy will take that opportunity too. I mean, let's 
Chicharito is a very good actor. Yes, he is. You know, and the and the Oscar goes to Javier Hernandez yeah, for his right? performance. It, right, absolutely. So they just have to be careful. But I don't think you make a big deal out of it. Yeah, there's enough to worry about, Josh. Yes, and that's I, I agree with you. I, by the way, I've I've always hated yellow card. For me, yellow cards are an in-game penalty process that says if you get another yellow, if you get another foul that's bad enough for a yellow card in this game you're going to get a red card that's all a yellow card is it's a caution it is a you need to be careful because you're walking on the edge when you take that and you make it an outside the game consequence Mm -hmm. red cards are outside the game consequence they always have been which is red card you're gone for the rest of this game and you miss the next one we know that immediately when you get a red card but yellow cards are in-game consequences right red cards also have an in-game consequence to them but for me yellow cards this i I guarantee people who came up with football way back in the day weren't like, oh, let's add all these yellow cards together and make it a thing. And right. I guess you could have a guy who finished a game with 34 yellow cards uh, or finished the season with 34 yellow cards and never missed a game. And maybe that's not a good thing. And so overall, like during a season, perhaps the yellow card accumulation makes more sense in terms of punishment. That's fine. But not in a tournament when you only yeah. have three games to get to an MLS Cup. Now, here's the thing. If you get this is something LAFC doesn't have to worry about one is because they come in and they don't have anybody on yellow cards. There's they haven't played in the playoffs, so they don't have to worry about protecting anybody or doing things. So it's an advantage for them Uh, Two is that if you make it to Western Conference Finals, everything gets wiped again. You can't get unless you get a red card in the Western Conference Finals, uh, you can't miss the MLS Cup, right? So it only really matters in these first two games. And you can only miss the Western, you know, the, the conference final. The conference if, final. That's the only thing you miss. Once you once you get to the conference final, if everybody's there, it gets wiped clean and nobody cares anymore. And you can't miss MLS Cup unless you get two yellows or a red in that Western in that conference final. So that I agree with because you know why? Because they had too many people who are missing MLS Cup because of two yellow cards in like a three or four game tournament. And you're like, well, yeah, duh, right. people are going to get it's like World Cup too, like in the group stage, whenever they're like, oh, if you get two yellow cards in the group stage, you miss a game, right? It's like mm-hmm. you guys got to be kidding me. It's the World Cup. Like this is I know, this is ridiculous. supposed to be the epitome of things. So anyway, yeah. I, I worry am, about Araujo more. I would worry here. I, I agreed with you 100%, which is you don't say any, you don't, you tell them obviously to understand the opponent that they're playing against, but you don't say anything about yellow cards. You deal no. with the Western Conference final when you get there. And if you have to play it without Julian Araujo exactly. and Gaston Brugman, then you play it without Julian Araujo or Gaston Brugman, right? And that's just, that's life. That's how you're going to do it. But in order to get past LAFC, that's the more important thing at this juncture because it's do or die. You don't get a, to play another day unless you win, unless you get through. And however you do that, however you're able to survive it, I don't care if the Galaxy finish with five players on the field and everybody else gets red cards. You worry about the Western Conference Final and you give yourself a chance to play in that Agreed. Western Conference Final. So, um, yeah, that's it, it, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, by the way, $5 super chat from uh, Angel. Uh, Angel says, uh, I had an Uber driver who was an LAFC fan bragging about how big their stadium was, saying Galaxies was not even a stadium. Dignity is bigger, right? Yeah, Dignity sells out at 26, almost 27,000 whenever you do max uh, on there. And I believe that LAFC is like 22.9. Um, right around that is is the is the sellout um, for that. So, um, And they claim sellouts a lot like the LA Galaxy claim sellouts, um, which is... Uh, you know, yeah, you're like, sure it is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, that wasn't a sellout against Nashville. No, and we know that was, and they didn't. They at least yeah, they didn't yeah. say it was. They a didn't. Sellout. They didn't yeah. say it was. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so that was that uh, twenty dollar super chat from Scott. By the way, thank you, Scott. Appreciate that. Scott says thank you for your time and shows. Uh, hello, Sophie. This is for Kobe, Christian, and Joe. So it's for Kobe, Christian, and Joe. You got you have a you have an animal wrestling going on over there. Um, that's Vesper, and uh, clearly some other animal has uh, piqued her interest. She's Obviously. very excited about tomorrow's game. So yes. yeah, we'll uh, yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll try and wrestle her. I understand. Into, into quietness. Uh, if you wanted to sort of just look again at the LA Galaxy and the heads ahead, LAFC just has four wins against the LA Galaxy, seven wins uh, for the LA Galaxy, and five draws in this. So, so you have um, you know twelve times the LA Galaxy have come away with a win or a draw in a total of 16 matches uh, between these guys. So um, that's pretty interesting for me. Uh, by the way, uh, $5 super chat from uh, from Eric. I believe I can say that whole deal. And he, uh, this person says, uh, meow. So that was that was to get Vespa all, all fired up. I'm sure. <laughs> I um, love that. <laughs> yeah, always, always a good time. Um, so that's sort of where this this rivalry sits. Let's look at the at the uh, at our our uh, our little bracket as well. We know that should the LA Galaxy get by, and listen, there's something that I think we talked about on Monday. I'll reiterate it right now: the LA Galaxy will not host another game the entire playoffs unless they get to MLS Cup and Cincinnati is the opponent. That's the only chance the LA Galaxy have to host another game. Otherwise. They're either going to go if they beat LAFC, they would then go to Austin or Dallas, depending on who advances there. And then that would be uh, if you get through that one, it would then be an MLS Cup against whoever was on the other side. And if it was Cincinnati, then the LA Galaxy would get to host that game. Otherwise, if it's Philadelphia, Montreal or New York City, if it's any of those three teams, the LA Galaxy would be going there to play in an MLS Cup. Please, soccer gods. For the love of everything that is holy, do not allow New York City to get to MLS Cup and host it because I uh, do not want to see it on a baseball stadium. I won't be able to handle it. Taylor Twelman was actually trying to defend that, wasn't he, at the weekend? Come on, TT. Get it together. What are we doing here? You know, that's what, what are we doing here? What, what, what's doing? Going, what, what does he say? What was the somebody in the chat room remind me? Um uh, Ricky, it was. What are we doing here? Yeah, what are yeah. we doing here? That was for the U.S. Men's National Team game at the time. It was. Uh, we got a twenty dollars super chat. Another twenty dollars super chat. Appreciate that from Ricky's Pooch. By the way, Ricky's Pooch. Uh, forget catering. Which club does Sophie Best like? Best for bringing in the dollars. That's tonight. right. I, I like love it. it. I like it. <laughs> uh, Ricky's Pooch says, uh, "Forget catering. What? Which club does Sophie like more? L.A. Galaxy or L.A.F.C.? Well, you're a reporter. You can't answer that question." I'm not going to let you do it. I, yeah, I was going to say watch on YouTube and you can figure out what the answer to that is. Um, I'm not going to make you answer it. Do you want to answer it? You don't want to answer it, do you? Thank you. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for the $20 super chat. That's what you say. Got to keep the doors open in case Ronaldo comes. <laughs> which way? Which door? Door left? Door, number, door left? Door right? <laughs> uh, Lewis says, uh, say hello to my uncle. Uh, is it Gualto? Gualtar? Gualtar? G-U-A-L-T-E-R? Uh, Corrado? Uh, G's taking this win tomorrow. So hello, hello, uh, Mr. Corrado, I believe. Uh, hello, were, Uncle. Yep, Uncle. It's nice to see you. $5 Super Chat. Appreciate that. Um, if you were wondering what color the LA Galaxy are going to wear, this is also why this rivalry is so good, Sophie. It really is like good versus evil. It's it's like white versus black. It's all of these things. Like It's the very classic. Like Whenever you had spy versus spy, and it was like you know the black trench coats versus the white trench coats, it's very like... 
It, it, very Star Wars. It's very Star. It's very comic booky, right? It's like you know, mm. this is good. All that is in this light, all the light touches is ours. What's that over there? No, you don't want that over there, right? Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, although, by the way, the galaxy known as the Galactic Empire and and have lived up to the stormtrooper, you know, Darth Vader sort of theme on many a many a years. Uh, Antonio gives us a five dollar super chat. Says thoughts on G two for next year. So they're going to MLS Next Pro next year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I have no, I am so disappointed in that whole thing. I, I am, I will be not a fan of probably watching any of that or caring about any of that. I am so not high on MLS next pro. Um, and I know MLS tried to I'm make a huge USL fan. I love, I love, um, the USL. I go, I go to the orange County soccer club games yep. and, you know, that's a, that's a whole other story for another day, perhaps it, uh, it is, but, but no, yeah, we'll see how it shakes. No, it's, 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 uh, it's very good. So, um, Anyway, so that's what we're doing. Um, that's where it's at. Tanning? Did you get a tan, by the way, at the weekend? Because I'm looking like I could use a bit of a tan. You're looking very glowy again. One is, I'm pregnant, that's why. Um, there's, <laughs> I have a warmer light on me. Also, it is a warm night tonight. So, and so hot. yeah, and I'm, I'm slowly cooking in this room. Um, you yeah. don't want to see what I have on below this. It's not, it's not, I for, need someone to bring the powder. It's getting too, it, it's like been shiny all night. You I, know what I'm saying? I understand. I understand. Um, just the shiny as MLS cup, you know, that trophy galaxy fans know what it feels like to touch. And, yep. Yep. I understand. I've, I've, I've touched the cup. You've touched the cup before, haven't you? you yeah. You yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've held yeah. the supporter shield. I've held, let's see, I've, what, have I have not held that. I have. I've held the supporter shield. I have held every major trophy that I can think of in Major League Soccer, including the wooden spoon, which was a resident in my office for a year. So um, that's I've, very cool. I've had them all, which is kind of a fun little side bit. Um, all right. I think that's it. I mean, we're trying, we're sort of looking. I've given everybody, you know, the ideas of where it is. Um, by the way, Herb just dropped in a sugar daddy Herb, uh, $40 super chat. Um, says a lifelong fan of the podcast. Congrats to Sophie's Boom. Gunners on their season so far. Josh, thank you for always making all the media interviews available. Hope the baby is well. He's doing good. So <coughs> me, he gave me his cold, so I still have a cough. But other than that, he's fine. Yeah, that's a little cough brewing there, isn't it? Hey, it's this is this is the remnants of of said cough, and uh, and so far my kid is still asleep. So we're we're all doing very. That's well. good. That's yeah. very good. You're handling the whole, you know. Juggling it all, yes. trains, the podcast, your your day to day job, the kids. I mean, you know, the trains. When's wifey coming back? Uh, tomorrow, thank God, thank God. I have to get up at like if everybody wants to know behind the scenes, I have to get up at like five o'clock in the morning to get my son out the door by seven thirty. Like you know, he's gotta he's gotta get dressed. This morning, he wanted to wear two different socks. Like he didn't want the same pair of socks. He wanted me to take two pairs and take one from each. It's that way he could wear two different socks. And I was like, that's fine. Okay. But then whenever I drop him off at school, when I drop him off at school, I have to tell his teachers like, hey, Jake picked out his own socks today because I don't want them to think I'm the moron dad who can't dress their kid. Right. I'm like, and dude, you are Adam Sandler from Big Daddy. I worked on that movie when I was at Columbia Pictures. It is a fun movie. That is one of my favorite movies. I love that. I I still say lines from that movie to my wife on a probably weekly basis. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah, that was a fun film to work on. He was fun to work with. And that just totally took me back a little bit. And you are officially Big Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Wait, 
Um, way, you know, like, you can't oh. make, you couldn't have made that movie now. You couldn't have made that movie now. Whenever I think it, the connotation is much different. Well, I'm a married man, so yes. I don't, I don't think you have to worry about it. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, $20 super chat from Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate that. You guys have been amazing. Uh, awesome. And of course, uh, Mr. Provino, uh, says what we all are thinking, which is, oh, Sophie just slipped in another, uh, another cool story from Soph. Uh, we need to have like a drop that says cool story from Sophie, right? Like, and that like it comes out of nowhere. It's like, oh, I used to be the assistant to one of the largest pop stars in all of Greece and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I watched Pretty Woman with Sean Connery. It's like, yeah, of course you did. Yep, absolutely. Um, so that's that. Now, I know everybody was expecting a dramatic game preview. Um, and I reached out to the hammer cause he was traveling and I asked really nicely and he was so busy and he was like, Hey, he texted me this morning and he was like, listen, I have to go like drive all over the place. He's traveling as, as well. So he's not in Texas right now. He's actually, I think in, in California. Um, he's like, I have to do this. I have to do that. He goes, it is not happening today. So I just wanted to tell everybody that I apologize in advance but he actually did send one in. I, 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 did, I was stringing you along. Oh, he was there. Um, so Hammer does have one. We have to do it in a weird way. And I'm hoping that it will work correctly. And so we will keep our fingers crossed, Soph, that, that we are able to, to make this work somehow. So I think, Sophie, you're going to mute your side. I'm going to mute you as well, just in case everything goes all... all so, what, what? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay, good, good. I thought you were actually trying to talk to me for a second. I had to unmute you there. Uh, $20 super chat from, from eSuper, by the way. Here's to winning tomorrow. I like it. Um, you guys are amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so we are going to do the Hammer's dramatic game preview, and we hope that it works, all right? So everybody buckle up. You needed one for LAFC. We promised that we would, of course, make that happen. So LA Galaxy at LAFC in the playoffs starting tomorrow, right? 7 p.m. is your is your TV time. 7.25 p.m. is your kickoff time. FS1 and Fox Deportes. Let's keep our fingers crossed that this actually works. Uh, okay, uh, here we go. LA Galaxy family, it is once again El Trafico week, and I'm here to remind you, the winner takes all. It's the thrill of one more kill. The last one to fall will never sacrifice their will. Don't ever look back on the world closing in. Be on the attack with your wings and the wind. Oh, the games will begin. And it's sweet, sweet, sweet victory. And it's ours for the taking. It's ours for the fight. It's sweet, sweet, sweet victory. And the one who's last to fall, don't you ever forget, it's Jesus lanes down LA Galaxy forever. All right. I, I think I think maybe maybe we, we made it through that. Maybe we didn't make it through that. I behind the scenes wise, I want you to know I couldn't hear that um, because of how it went. And so I hope that you enjoyed it and I hope it went played off well. Sophie said Sophie did it did it did it work? Did, did it's it? working. Okay. Yeah totally. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Man, it's, there's a lot of production stuff that has to happen in order for that to like even attempt to come across. So I know I know it was a little short uh, from Hammer. He apologizes for that, but he was on the road uh, and he was trying to make it happen. So hopefully that worked for you. 
um, and uh, and it gets you ready for this game against LAFC. If you were wondering what color you're wearing again, it is white. White is what it is. It's white for the LA Galaxy, and of course, LAFC saying they're going to black out the stadium, uh, which we all expect on there. Alan Chapman is your referee. Uh, this is a game for me uh, that all comes down to... I think you were right, So with the whole... It comes down to the wings, but really... I am so interested to see how this LA Galaxy midfield stacks up against what I consider one of the better midfields in Major League Soccer. Um, we've been, you know, hyperbolizing all of this midfield, saying it's now one of the best in Major League Soccer. So now they get to prove it. I love that whenever you get to prove something, um, where it goes. Again, I feel real quick, yeah, real quick, real quick, because before I forget, there's a lot of people in chat and Larry not on Twitter texts me too. There's a lot of love for Caceres here. And yes. how important he is, Josh. Take it away. No, I mean, he has been... He was sort of like a last-minute signing. We talked about it on Monday, I think. He was sort of a last-minute signing. Um, and to see him come in and be able to just calm down a defense, calm it down. And there were guys like Polenta who could possibly play that same role, right? But they never had, like, the defense around them to sort of do it. Sega Koulibaly, again, has had an off-the-charts last, like, five, six, seven games. Um, Sega has been unbelievable. So you put those two next to each other, and all of a sudden, like we saw against Nashville, you see an LA Galaxy team that might be a defensive team. Um, that could, next year, be... Defense could be one of their starting points, which is like, oh, they don't let up a lot of goals. Now, I think Matt Doyle from MLSsoccer.com was talking about transitions and talking about how the LA Galaxy get loose in transitions, and he saw it against Houston where they can lose the ball in bad spots and that causes them problems. I think them closing out games can cause themselves problems sometimes too. And Greg Vanny was livid about that after the uh, Nashville game, but hopefully they'll learn from that and, and sort of how to do that. But for me, uh, I've, I've never been this confident in an LA galaxy team going into an El Trafico. It's a weird sensation. It's a weird feeling. Because is not all is forgiven, but the last signings made have made a massive difference to this squad, Josh. And yep. going into this game, those signings are what have made this team better, which gives the fans more confidence, gives you more confidence, gives the entire Galaxy Nation confidence. Uh, I'm not saying that they've made up for some poor signings, but talk about turn it around and bring in players who had an immediate significant impact on this team. They've been massive. I am, I am going to give my, my score prediction in, in score predictions guaranteed to be wrong. Um, and I, I said this earlier to, to Kevin Baxter cause he called me and we were talking and we were talking about this game and he goes, you still feel confident in the galaxy. I go, I strangely enough, ridiculously confident. Um, and I don't know what that means and I don't know how that says. Um, and so there's a part of me that wants to pull back and like be like, let's be cautious about this. This is going to be a very difficult game for the galaxy, blah, 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 the whole deal. El Traficos are crazy and we know that. So I'll tell you my mind and seeing how the LA Galaxy have played in the last 11 games and seeing how LAFC have played down their stretch tells me this is a 3-1 win for the Galaxy and it's rather comfortable. Knowing it's an El Trafico, it probably ends 3-2. Um, and it's probably squeaky bum time way more than it should be, right? Um, but I feel like the Galaxy are going to maintain possession. I feel like the Galaxy's midfield is going to, um, I think, dominate LAFC's midfield. Um, and I think that, you know, the space is around. It's Grand Sur, you know, and you were talking about him earlier. And I would like to be, I, I tweeted out something today, and I think people, like, don't believe that, maybe because they have recency bias. But at one point, 
for a large portion of the season, it was a coin flip between Grant Shearer and Cabral about who you wanted to play. It didn't matter who you played. Neither one of them were really going to provide you anything. Sam Grant Shearer has stepped up, and that certainly has helped with Brugman and, and Ricky Puj and all that. But his understanding and his play with Douglas Costa, uh, his understanding and his play with Julian Araujo or Raheem Edwards, all that has improved. And because that has improved, he has become a better player. The cross that he puts to Julian Araujo, if he hits that in the in the early part of this year, it like goes out near the corner flag. Like he hasn't had that touch. Um, so he mm-hmm. has improved. So so enjoy his improvement because that wasn't there. Um, so he could be a key player. I'm sort of looking at the guys who are not like the big names who you're going to focus on as being the difference makers. Douglas Costa mm-hmm. could be a, a, make, a difference maker in this game, um, which is which is weird to say whenever you realize you went through almost, you know, 24 games or 25 games where you're like, this guy needs to go. And now I'm saying mm-hmm. he could be the difference maker on on this game on Thursday. I think LA Galaxy used to be so reliant on, remember, it's like if Zlatan score, doesn't score, who scores? You know, it happened early on with Chicharito. Uh, and now in a game like this, you've got, a, what, three? You've got Ricky. Mm-hmm. You've got Gaston, who scored some bangers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Costa. Costa can, can score. He can score mm-hmm. on a whim, on his day, when he's having one of those one of those games. Yep. Chicharito has the ability to do that, but also what he provides in that six, eight yard box. So you look at LAFC, you look at LA Galaxy, and I think LA Galaxy now match them in single moment in a game like this, where you need someone to pull out the magic wand. They have three or four players who are capable of doing that. Feels that way. What, what do you think? Score prediction, or you don't have to give one if you don't want want, want to. But uh, no, I mean, I think this is going to go to extra time. Ah, how dare you! It doesn't go to PKs though, right? It, it gets finished. No, in extra no, round. no, no PKs. Okay. This is not going to PKs. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Okay. Um, because both teams can be a little bit loose. I think LA Galaxy have to score first. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. I think it will be a three-three, and LA Galaxy pinch it in extra time. Ooh. Seven goals, four three. That would be that would be quite the. You know what? By the way, very on brand with El Trafico. It wouldn't surprise right? me at all, right? Last time these two yeah. te- get two teams played in the playoffs, it was five three for LAFC. That's eight goals in a playoff game. I don't know. It, it's what's yours? Just, I, so well, you said three one. I said three, I said, three one or three I think two. It, I think it goes three two. But I in my okay. my brain wants to say three one um, because I feel like the Galaxy are, are that sort of force, um, but. Uh, and like I said, it's El Trafico, so something wonky is going to happen, um, and there's a little more oomph behind everything. So three, two. I just hope the ref doesn't do anything daft. Well, I mean, it's, Don't a, it's ruin Alan Chapman. The game. It's Alan Chapman. I think you trying to trying to say keep him out of this game is impossible. So anyway, that's what we got. Uh, right. The the here's the here's my last crazy thing. And this came from Chris Tucker. I, I was talking to him and. Uh, and he also, I think, put this out. no, no, I don't know no. him. No, no. Chris Tucker, <laughs> Galaxy fan. Um, Chris said, it's crazy to think that one of the teams tomorrow is going to lose. And then the next time they play, it'll be against the same team at the Rose Bowl. Right. Because that's the opening game. So the next yeah. time these two teams play, one of them will have advanced past them in the playoffs and the other one will have thought about that game the entire offseason and then get ready to play at the Rose Bowl in front of oh, yeah. you know, 80,000, 90,000 people. So there you go. Wow. There you go. That's what that's what it comes. It's a do or die game. 
you should enjoy the heck out of it because, uh, as Chicharito said, by it was a wonderful question by you, Miss Miss Sophie Nicolau. Um, it was so simple, and it was like, Ke- Kevin. It's so weird how those things happen. Did you hear Kevin and I like <laughs> making fun of you on Monday? We were like, we we're like, of course, Sophie asked this question, and, and both the Kevin and I were like, what the heck is she asking? Ah, oh, geez, here we go again. And then Chicharito's, I'm so glad you asked me, and we're like, what? I can't, I can't win. I um, oh, but, but, I've had some good ones and bad ones this season. I hey, love it. Hey, Kevin, you know, like a half the time, I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, have, I have no idea, right? But then Chicha <laughs> comes out and he says, you know, the the competition, the fun comes from competition, mm. and competition is knowing that you could win or lose. This is the ultimate. I love that win or lose yeah. game, right? So this is the ultimate mm. fun game. I know fans, you're going to be nervous. I know you're going to be sitting on the edge of your seat. I know some of you won't be able to sleep tonight. You probably are going to be waking up tomorrow and you're going to like be, you know, exhausted and stressed and anxiety and everything else. But enjoy the two hours that this is going to be. These don't come around that often. Um, nope. And having seen them now in my 14th year, almost 15th year next year, covering the LA Galaxy and covering this, man, what a time to be alive. I just I, I I hate to sound like Chicharito over here, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, what a time to be alive! Um, yeah, because this is amazing. You're seeing the growth of soccer in Los Angeles. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. I'm again, almost regardless of who wins, this is a game that has massive aftershocks that ripple around the globe. Everybody in soccer tomorrow will be talking about this game. That's how. Yep. Worldwide, Japan, China, you name it, there'll be people talking about this game. They may watch the highlights in all of these countries afterwards. That's how big this game. It is a ripple effect. It's I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's Real Madrid versus Barcelona, right? But you know what happens when Real Madrid and Barcelona play. We know what happens whenever like big teams play each other in big mm-hmm. competitions is that we all watch the highlights afterwards. There's always there's something. Did you see the game? Everybody knows the game. Did you see the game? LA Galaxy and LAFC is the game tomorrow. Yeah. It is the game. It is the game. I mean Arsenal playing Europa League, but it's not as it's not the game on the football planet tomorrow. El Trafico is the game. I've had journalists from the UK sending me messages saying enjoy El Trafico tomorrow. These are you know at Sky and Talksport and stuff like that and it's uh it's very cool that there are people you know, like you said, eyes on it. So yeah. it's brilliant for the city and the fans and these games, but come around. You don't know when again, Josh, you yeah. really don't No, so you're right. No, that's it. Um, so, so this is it. Um, all right, everybody be safe. If you're traveling out there, uh, go to the watch party, uh, clear bag policy in effect, free parking First 1500 fans, get a rally towel. Uh, if you're going to that, uh, bring your own seating, I believe is all the fun stuff that you have there. If you're going to the bank, be careful. Uh, remember it's supposed to be fun try to remember that the, the whole time tell yourself as you're sitting there chewing on your fingernails that it's supposed to be fun all right so that's where i have sophie anything else you good no i'm i'm good have fun everyone enjoy the moment and like josh says be safe stay safe and let's hope for a really great game that lights up uh the football world yeah. uh this side of town tell people where they can find yourself let's go at Highbury Squad on YouTube, at Soccer Diva on the old Twitter sphere, and come say hi. Josh, thanks again for having me. You are a rock star. Let's hope that the season continues. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Cheers, guys. Awesome. Brilliant stuff. Thanks, Sofa. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Che Gessman, J G U E S M A N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. We will be back after this game. We're going to talk about it. Monday, we will be here. 
for you. Maybe it's the offseason. Maybe the LA Galaxy are getting ready for the Western Conference Finals. We will know. We will talk. We will discuss. Thank you so much for all the Super Chats. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful Wednesday night, El Trafico Perivu. Have a wonderful game. Enjoy yourselves. From everybody here at Corner of the Galaxy, have a great one. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.